Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks podcast. Today's episode, I am here with Jasmine Rice. Jasmine, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, before we even get into all the stuff about Jasmine Rice, that kind of actually fit in really well with your book, did it not? It did, yes. I mean, if you're not familiar, Jasmine Rice is a type of food, and uh, <laughs> recipes in the title of my book, so it goes hand in hand. It's really awesome. So we're we're going to keep this upbeat, but we're taking on a heavy topic here called divorce. So I'm going to start it out with Jasmine Rice, the author of Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce. It's a heavy, heavy topic. The reason that you wrote the book is because you were actually looking for this book when you went through your divorce and it did not exist until you wrote it. Is that correct? Well, I don't think I knew specifically I was looking for this book, but I became obsessed with reading self-help books and blogs and listening to podcasts on life after divorce. And I was getting frustrated because they felt like everything was contradicting themselves. You know, one book is saying one thing, the next book saying another thing. And some were even contradicting themselves from one chapter to the next. So after I tossed one of those self-help books across the room, (laughs) I decided to kind of take a little hiatus there. And um, and really, this is the book that I wish I would have found when I was going through the divorce. Which is phenomenal. So let's start with that right there. Let's give the the listeners a a chance to kind of know who Jasmine Rice is. So tell us about uh, how all this came about. Well, uh, we'll go backwards a little bit to when I was 15. That's when I met my now ex-husband in high school. I was the one to actually ask him out on our first date. We started dating when I was 17 and we went to college together, moved to Colorado together. We got married here. 14 years later, it ends in divorce. So I had grown up with this man from the time I was a child And I didn't really know what to do at that point. I was very devastated. I, um, we were very, very immersed, you know, we were kind of joined at the hip and I really wasn't sure how I was going to move forward with my life after that. And uh, a lot of things kind of happened around that time. I also was fired. I lost my job, a job that I was at for 13 years, very unexpected on top of the divorce. So when it rains, it pours, you know, a lot of stuff was happening and uh, it allowed me to really evaluate what I wanted to do moving forward. And the book was a part of that. This is a little unique in a way. Um, Typically, when we talk about divorce, it's people who have met in their 20s or 30s and then get divorced in their 40s. Like you said, you were together at 17. So there's a lot of valuable information that you share, I know, in this book, but we, we think of young ladies uh, that early on. Was there some control issues? Uh, you didn't get to express yourself at all. Did you feel like missed a lot of your childhood or early adulthood? So looking back now, obviously, I can evaluate and see so many things that I didn't know when I was in the middle of it. But I come from a broken home. I come from, you know, divorced parents. And so there's a lot of issues there that go along with that. But my ex-husband, he sort of was more than just a boyfriend. He was kind of a father figure in a way, which is kind of weird to say. But again, I didn't realize that, but he really helped take care of me. You know, I came from a very poor background growing up and he wanted to provide for me and he, um, he really, really wanted to take care of me. So there was that component. And I also really didn't know who I was. I have a chapter in my book where I talk about this and I, I was not trying to figure out 
you know, the things that I liked. We did everything together. And so I really didn't know who I was. We were really kind of one in the same. I thought I had a certain type of decor I liked in a house. And honestly, I didn't even know until I got divorced that, hey, I like a white couch. Sure, let's do that. So um, yeah, there was, there was a lot that I just didn't know because I was in it. And we grew up together and he really kind of took care of me in a sense. So give me your motivation behind writing this book. Obviously, it was a traumatic event. You went through the research trying to find your way, so to speak. What actually prompted you to write the book? Well, I started blogging after the divorce, and that was more or less me putting my diary out there for the world. Mm -hmm. And I had such amazing response to that. People reaching out, saying that they could relate to me, that they felt like they weren't alone. And I loved that I was able to help some people and I wanted to take it to the next level. And I kept putting the book kind of on the back burner while I was building my business, but I knew it was something that I needed to set that time to do that because I feel like it could help so many people. Um, again, wishing the way I would have had that when I was going through my divorce. So for those people who haven't written a book, you sit down and you think, okay, I've got all these ideas. I got all these topics in my head. I just got to put these down in my, basically in your, in your scroll sheet, right? What was the first thing that went through your mind? What was the first thing that you wanted to get out there and make sure that the book addressed? I wanted to be very real and honest in the book. I didn't want to sugarcoat things. I didn't want to say that, you know, everything is going to be okay because that's what was really frustrating me. I wanted to say, yeah, this sucks and it's going to suck for a while. And so being very real and authentic in my book was really important to me. What was your first chapter that you absolutely had to write, though? Was it uh, healing me, getting in touch with myself, learning who I am? What, what, was the, what was the main theme that you were thinking of? I don't think there was a main theme that I was um, really focusing on, but one of the chapters that was really important to me, I wanted to make sure I included was forgiveness. And it's not just talking about forgiving other people because that's a very personal choice and some people choose not to forgive people. Um, I think it can be very healing and beneficial, but it's about forgiving yourself, whether or not you are the reason that something's happened in your life. Um, if we don't forgive ourselves, we're not gonna be able to fully move forward. And it was something I really, really wanted to include in this book. Did you also feel it was important to admit your 50% of the relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it takes two people. That's a tough one, right? But that's also why people are attracted and drawn to books like yours. It's the real factor, right? And I don't think you heal unless you are willing to go down to the basement, clean out everything and, and start building a new foundation. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I would agree with that. I was wanting to blame everybody else in the world for everything that I was going through, not just the divorce, but then again, the job loss and all the other hiccups that were happening along the way. And I needed to take that responsibility myself. And so you're right. You're writing the book. Uh, let's talk about writing the book. Um, uh, I've been through this process. It's emotional as all get out. You, I know there's probably a lot of tears that were shed, um, frustration, anger. It was a very emotional process. There were days that uh, it would just flow and I would sit down and I would write and it felt good. And then there were other days I would just, a little thing would trigger me and I would get very emotional and 
start crying and I had to put it away for that day. So it was definitely a process. It was not easy. Um, there were easy days because it was my story. I'm not writing. It wasn't a fiction. It was, you know, it's true. It's about my life and my process and my tips and and suggestions for people as well. Um, but then moving forward to the, the editing piece of it and publishing and all of that, it's definitely much more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Very, very proud though that, that it's out there. You're, you're reliving an entire lifetime of drama with the kind of the inception that you really do want to help people. It is, it's super duper emotional. And I think a lot of people don't quite understand that because you're rehashing, reliving. How has writing that book changed you personally since it's done? I have learned to be less self-critical, I believe. I think that what was keeping me from moving forward was I was expecting that it had to be perfect. You know, I would go back and I would rewrite many of my chapters because I would wait a month or two and no, I, I need to change these things. And I was just very, very self-critical. And I feel now also after after receiving the positive feedback that I've received from people who purchased it and, and left reviews, um, I'm not I'm not quite as self-critical as I was. Um, I tend to be pretty hard on myself. So you get this book written. It's a, it's a very personal story of your journey. Again, you and I have talked off camera about this. It's it is one that does include infidelity, which is a hot topic when it comes to divorce. <clears throat> But I loved what you said to me was that this was the book that you were looking for. You had read all these other types of books. And when you said that, it really struck a nerve with me because these types of stories, though, when it comes to divorce, many times you hit a pocket of people who perhaps that's the key word that they're looking for and how you battled through that. And, and you just already mentioned the word forgiveness, had to forgive yourself. But you transitioned into coaching as well. How is the book, your personal story, how does that impact your coaching? Well, I think it's because I've gone through it. You know, I have gone through a divorce and I've gone through the job loss. I don't only coach individuals who've gone through divorce, but I feel that I can relate to people in a way that maybe somebody else can't. When you and I, again, we're talking off screen, you mentioned about um, a coach, a divorce coach that's never been divorced that you were aware of. And I personally would not want to work with a divorce coach who had not gone through a divorce because there's a way you can relate to somebody who's gone through a similar experience, even if you didn't get divorced for the, the same reasons. And that's why I wanted to, to go into coaching because I felt like I would be able to relate to people in a way that maybe other coaches couldn't. You know, this is what I love about story, right? Is that if somebody comes to you though in coaching, because I, I do have people that, and, and you and I, again, we talked about this a little bit, where people niche down to a, a specific topic. I'm not a big fan of that, um, unless you're some just researcher expert in just that field. But what people don't necessarily take into consideration, a divorce or writing a book, if somebody does come to you and they're depressed about something, you can still pull that feeling of depression, anxiety, whatever it was through the divorce, into their real life, even if it's a different stimulus. So we want people to realize that when they read the book, yeah, you may read about a divorce situation, but you can apply that to any area of your life. I 100% agree with that. And when talking about niching down, I did not want to when I went into coaching and everyone else out there said, no, nope, you have to do it. You have to niche down. And so I did. I listened to what they said. And 
you know, divorced women was primarily who I was targeting, but one of my first clients was a male. And I, I work really with anybody because coaching is setting goals, holding accountability, helping people move forward and challenging transitions in life, a divorce or a job loss. There's similarities in that. And even the title of my book, I didn't have divorce in it originally. Create your own life recipe after shit happens. That's probably <laughs> what I would have titled it. Because really, you can apply what I talk about in this book to um, a lot of challenging things that you might face in life. And, and it's so true. I mean, that, that's one of the the big the big factors in life is divorce. So I mean, once you kind of get through that, and then also losing your job, which was all when it, when it rains, it pours. So I'm a big believer in in the school of hard knocks, going through the situation and then coming out on the other side. Tell us kind of who your target audience is for your coaching programs. So when I first started marketing, I was marketing specifically to divorced women. And I realized that when I was doing that marketing, many of those women were at the place where they weren't ready to really start working with a coach. A therapist would have probably been better. And there's definitely similarities between therapy and coaching. But when you're working with a therapist, you're still dealing with a lot of those past issues. And so when I started to expand it just a little bit more to individuals who are just navigating, you know, any challenging transition in life, and it could be even moving to a new state and you don't have a support network there yet. You don't have friends there yet. And you're doubting whether or not you should have made the move. So again, really just big transitions that you make in your life. Um, and that's primarily who, who I target when you're working with a coach, um, there's different types of coaches out there, health coaches and um, business coaches. And with the, the life coaching, I call myself a transformational life coach. And I also do neurolinguistic programming. So NLP is a big part of what I do to work on shifting people's mindsets. And, and that's a great program. And again, another reason why I brought you on, because that's a legitimate program that that really does have some very, very incredible basic techniques that that just work. I mean, they just do. Let me ask you this. The healing process of writing a book, we know that's where that's at. But the more people that you interview, the more people that bring on your coaching, that's also an incredible healing experience for you as well. Is that correct? It really is. Um, because again, I, I take on clients that I feel like I, I can identify with, that we can connect, we click in a way. I, um, I don't just take anybody. I do have a, a, a process where they fill out an application and we can just do a get to know you call just to make sure that they like me, I like them, that we're going to mesh together, but it is very healing. And one of the clients actually I'm working with yesterday after our session, I felt like, wow, maybe I should have paid her. That was great for me too. <laughs> Definitely it's the therapy truth. for me as well. It, it totally is the truth. I mean, and, and it also kind of gets down after you've done a couple hundred of these things or so. It also changes your perspective on life. Tell me how coaching and writing the book has kind of changed your perspective. I think that it also goes back to my divorce. I had a plan. This was what I thought was supposed, this is what life was supposed to look like. And when I was going through the divorce, you know, obviously everything was just thrown out the window at that point. I wasn't going to live in the house with the picket fence and the two kids and a dog that wasn't going to happen. And so coaching for me, it helps to allow people to be more flexible with their life. You can have a plan. And I think that's great, but being able to pivot and be flexible, it's necessary 
So when that unexpected challenge happens, you're able to face it with a little bit more stability. And where do you feel you're at now? I know, uh, I think we can talk about this. If not, we have producer Chad, but you're in a relationship now? Yes. Good. Learned a lot from the book? Yes. Uh, this, the relationship I'm in now, um, it's actually, we started dating and then we, we broke up for about five months, which was really hard because I felt like I really connected and I finally found someone that was filling in those spots that I wasn't getting in my marriage. But we both were going through, well, we had gone through divorces and I think that we jumped in a little bit too quickly. So we broke up for five months, again, hard. When we got back together, it was even better. It was just even better. You know, there's a lot of mutual respect there. We know ourselves very well. We have our separate lives. We communicate beautifully. It's, um, it's all those things that I, I didn't have and I didn't really know I was missing. All right, coach, here's what we do. We're going to do a speed round here real quick. I want to talk about a couple things. Is anyone perfect? No. Do you have to work on a relationship every day? Every day. And what would be the one topic that you think a relationship has to work on every day? Communication. Seems to be the love language that everyone screws up, right? Yep. Give me, give me the top three things that you have discovered through your book and coaching that makes a relationship better? Well, communication, as we said, absolutely. Communication, honesty. You got to be honest. Even sometimes if it sucks and it hurts, you have to be honest. And I would say humor, laughter. It's so important. I didn't realize how important that really was for me in a relationship, having someone that could just be funny and help me laugh and I could make them laugh. And uh, wow, it's, it's been amazing having that. And what would you say to my wife that doesn't think I'm that funny when I really think I'm pretty funny? Is there words we can tell her like, no, he really is funny. You, you should enjoy the laughter with him. <laughs> she, she rarely finds me near as funny as I think I am. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I, again, I appreciate you coming on our show. These, this is such a hot topic. It uh, depends on what statistics you look at, but it's anywhere from 50 to 70% during certain publications that will tell you this. It is a, it's, a, it's, a really, it's really sad, honestly, and I think it's the pitfalls of the expectation versus reality, and I know you address a lot of that, and especially with your coaching program. Tell us, first of all, I want you to show us the book. It's a beautiful cover on the book. That's fine. Which even choosing a cover is a pain, isn't it? it takes a while. Yeah, I actually designed it myself too, um, and it went through many different rounds. But it was it was fun, but a lot of work. It was. How do we get a hold of you and and listeners get a hold of you for your coaching? The best way is to visit my website, my company's name, goodthingsaregonnacome.com. And all my information's on there, all the links to my social media accounts. You can find all of that there on my website. Fantastic. And where can they get your book? They can also find that link on my website as well. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but there's a link on my website that will take you right there. Fantastic. I hope people get this book. I mean, again, the relationships are hard. They're really hard when you're uninformed. Uh, and they're even harder when you're uninformed and somebody doesn't want to make a change. So it's, I know all of this is addressed with through your book and through coaching. 
And I hope that uh, people come to you, and I hope a lot of our listeners really take this serious. And, you know, again, I'm sure we could do a follow-up. I know there's a second book coming. You can't just write one, right? It's like it's, you didn't even get half the stuff out in the first one. So I'm, sh- I'm sure you have another one cranked up in there somewhere. I do like the, the recipe, you know, the shit that happens or whatever you said. That's a really good title, actually, because that kind of addresses everyone. But I also want men. You know, a lot of times men... Uh, we, we tend to just kind of focus on other stuff when things are going bad, right? And so I hope a lot of men also get to hear this podcast and they will, you know, seek out kind of that, kind of that side that, that we tend to kind of to push down a lot in our lives. And you and I will uh, uh, circle back around, uh, which is a famous uh, saying right about now, but I do want to circle back around with you at some point and, and have a little even deeper discussion perhaps on, on some things about relationships that I think uh, uh, an audience would really like to hear that really hardcore truth. I would love that. I, I do want to mention that, you know, I, I'm very smiley right now and in talking about divorce is and being smiley is very interesting, I think. But um, the reality is, is I, I do still have challenging days. We all do. And, you know, even people who've gone through things and they're doing well in life, there's always something that's going to, you know, come back and have a day where you might have some tears or you need to take a break. And I mean, that's just the reality of life. You know, there's ebbs and flows and, and hills and valleys, and it's just getting through those. And I think this book can help people get through those a little bit easier. So the next time a bump in the road happens, you're going to be able to navigate it a little bit easier. You know, I think, I think really what people need to do, um, again, we don't bring you on unless I, I think that uh, there's a lot of value here. And, I, and I've, I've talked to you a couple times, and there's so much value in you. I think really the key is read the book first and then decide, hey, listen, is this coaching program for me? And, um, uh, but I think they need to read the book first, right? Get that morsel and get that taste of what it is that's really there. And there's just so many people that need your help, so many people that have been looking for this book and didn't know where to find it, now they do. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on our show, and, and uh, I really hope a lot of people take you up on your offer and, uh, and, and can really get through a tough time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. And even if I help one person, that makes me feel good. That's our motto. Again, Jasmine Rice, I love the name. Uh, you take good care of yourself. Again, we'll circle back. We'll talk about different things. Uh, And I'm I'm anxious to see what you do next. Thank you so much, Dr. Mitch, for having me. Thank you.